CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. October 25th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle, very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book, of course, Ohio State, Wisconsin, tomorrow, high noon at the Horseshoe, Buckeyes favored by 14 points. What do you expect will happen tomorrow, Jay Book? Yeah, just depending on what the weather forecast end up uh, looking like before kickoff, all indications are it could be a, a wet one. Um, if that's the case, then I think you can see the total uh, score coming down a bit. One thing I I really really liked about Ryan Day this week uh, with his uh, on his coaching show he was asking about the the weather and he said regardless of the, if it's going to be wet or not it doesn't change anything that they're going to do unless it's just absolutely brutal uh, rain downpour so I really like the confidence in him that and that he's showing with his teammates no matter what the weather's like they still have their game plan and they. Uh, prefer that they're going to they, – they believe they're, they're going to execute on a high level regardless of the weather. So I think that's a good sign. But I just think that with both teams running the ball 60% of the time, it's going to eat up some of that clock there. So I think the uh, defensive fronts on both sides will have their opportunity to shine. Buckeyes are favored by 14 points. Um, I have this one to give away our uh, staff predictions that we will uh, post on the uh... – website later today you're getting a little inside information here bucknuts morning five listeners um i have this one 38 17 ohio state i almost went more than that um but you mentioned the weather and i'll get i'll get to more about the weather in a moment i did look up the forecast as of this morning um it might not be as bad as we think but still um it could be wet for at least some of the games so i have this one 38 17 ohio state uh what's your final score prediction jay book yeah i when I, I went back and forth with this one and I called it um, in the staff prediction 31-20. I just think that uh, this Wisconsin football team, they're going to play out of their minds. I think uh, they know that their back is against the wall. I truly believe they're, they are a better, better football team than what they showed against Illinois. It was an awful, awful showing by them. But as we Buckeye fans know that uh, not necessarily the best teams always win on the field come Saturday when you look at uh, the Purdue and the Iowa games, obviously Ohio State was much better than what they showed, and I feel that same way about Wisconsin. I just think if, if the weather if the weather's going to be nasty, it's going to be a hard-hitting affair where both teams are going to be looking to try to establish the run. Yeah, as I mentioned, I look up the uh, weather forecast. This is per the National Weather Service. So I'm not messing around with weather.com or anything like that. It's the real deal. National Weather Service, they're saying, you know, rain is likely on Saturday, but 
really, the rain could hold off until after 2 p.m., so just past halftime that would be roughly. Um, and even if it's raining in the first half, it looks like it's not going to be, you know, again, the, the forecast could change. It looks like it's not going to be like heavy storms until at least after 2 p.m. So, you know, if that holds up or if it's not raining or it's just lightly raining in, like throughout the first half, that bodes well for Ohio State, I think. Yeah, and the thing that you really have to look at is I don't think Wisconsin is built to play from behind. If Ohio State jumps on them early, um, I don't think Wisconsin has enough firepower or the quarterback play to get into a shootout with Ohio State. So their best shot at this is trying to slow down the game and grind it with Jonathan Taylor. And if you look at Ohio State over the last several years, whenever they go against a player that's in a Heisman conversation or a national big-time player, they really upped their game to the next level. Uh, the last time uh, Wisconsin had a star running back in the Heisman conversation was Melvin Gordon in the Big Ten Championship when Ohio State went, uh, won the national title that year. They actually stonewall him. And, and you can you know go down the line. There's been numerous Heisman contenders. Once Ohio State faced them, they really upped their game to the level. So I, I like uh, what a house State defense is going to bring to the table. I like the comments that a lot of the players uh, have made this week where they said that they know Wisconsin's offense runs through Jonathan Taylor, and if they slow him down or shut him down, it's going to be hard for their offense to score. So if the weather, if the weather permitted, if the weather um, you know, holds off until 2 p.m., I think Ohio State has an opportunity to really run away with it. So it's interesting. If Ohio State wins this game, um, even if Wisconsin is the best team in the West, it really puts Minnesota in the, in the driver's seat. Minnesota beat Wisconsin and beat them bad last year in Madison. This year, uh, Minnesota gets Wisconsin in Minneapolis, and Minnesota could put themselves in a position, Jay Book, where they could lose to Wisconsin if that's their only loss in the Big Ten, and you know still make the Big Ten championship game because they would just have one loss, and Wisconsin would have two, of course. Obviously, with Wisconsin losing to Illinois, I'm assuming you know Wisconsin losing to Ohio State. Just, do you feel like tomorrow is going to be a preview of the Big Ten championship game, or do you think it might be Minnesota or maybe even Iowa? We really don't know how good Minnesota is. I mean, they're they're obviously undefeated and um, they they're playing out of their minds this year, but they really haven't played a contender yet. We're going to find out a lot about Minnesota starting next week uh, when they play Penn State. Um, that's going to be a game to really showcase how good they are. And Minnesota's about to hit the teeth of that schedule, uh, coming up playing with Penn State and Wisconsin on the schedule there on the back end. Um, but I I mean, just for the sake of fun, I, I think Minnesota is going to pull one of those upsets. And if, if they can find a way to beat Wisconsin, then I think it would be pretty pretty neat to see uh, Ohio State versus a, a roll-to-boat P.J. Fleck type of Big Ten championship. Uh, so I'm going to have some fun with it. I'm going to say it's going to be an Ohio State versus Minnesota Big Ten showdown. I'm with you. I think if Ohio State wins this Saturday, and I am picking them to win tomorrow, I think it's going to be Minnesota. I'm with you, man. Um, I do think Wisconsin is the best team, but I do think it's going to end up being Minnesota as long as the Buckeyes take care of business tomorrow. Um, hey, running back recruiting, just to switch gears here, running back recruiting – where are you at overall with that? I mean, Tony Alford, you know, I think 
we have to include in this discussion the fact that he found Master Teague, you know, a guy that you know was not a big time recruit who looks like a big time running back. You know, he found Marcus Crowley, he found J.K. Dobbins, um, but he's struggling this year. Where are you at with Tony Alford, and where are you at with just the state of running back recruiting for Ohio State? Yeah, I'm glad you asked me that because I I was thinking about this um, particular subject earlier this week to myself, and yes, we can all. Um, see that Tony Offer is not having his best recruiting year when it comes to the running back position. But one thing you cannot shortchange him about is he is absolutely having a fantastic coaching year on the field. His entire group looks outstanding. I mean, how many people, raise your hand if you thought going into the season that Master T would be fifth in the Big Ten in rushing at the halfway point during the season? I mean, Master Teague is looking like he could be a bell cow back next year. We all knew that Master Teague was talented, um, a guy that showed some some speed early on in the camps and stuff, but he was also a guy who was nicked up throughout, you know, the spring. We didn't get to see a lot of him. Even the Ohio State coaches didn't really think that they were going to get this from from Master Teague because he was hurt. They were just hoping that he was a guy that can stay healthy and show some potential. But he's playing like he – he wants to be an NFL-type running back. And if you look at Crowley, I really like what he's doing. He was a uh, you know a Florida player, the Gatorade player of the year, and he's showing up to campus running hard. And I think they also got something in Steel Chambers if they decide to keep him at running back because I like the way he runs the ball once he gets a full steam. Uh, now, running back, you know, recruiting this year, obviously you want to be able to um, get some traction as we as we head into late – uh, November, December, when it comes to that, especially when a lot of people know that J.K. Dobbins is headed to the NFL. I don't, I don't see Ohio State hitting a major home run as far as a five-star high-end type talent, but I do trust Tony Alford's eyes. If he can find someone that he really believes he can develop, I think uh, you have to take his word for it because his on-the-field success so far has been uh, pretty outstanding. Yeah, no question about it. And to end the show, speaking of being outstanding, I mean, there's so many reasons Ohio State is elite this year. So many reasons. But, you know, I want to look at three guys in particular. Starts at the top, head coach Ryan Day. Quarterback, the most important position on the field, Justin Fields. And then, you know, in my opinion, the best player in college football, Chase Young. Those three guys, I think we expected a lot out of all of them. They're all exceeding expectations. I mean, I just want you to comment on what you're seeing out of Ryan Day, Justin Fields, and Chase Young, Jay Book. Right. Ryan Day, he's a bad man. I mean, I absolutely love uh, what he's doing so far. He is a guy that is, uh, he displays a quiet confidence. Um, he's a humble guy, but he also has that relentless killer type of attitude uh, that he's not over-the-top bravado about, but you get the sense that his team feeds off uh, his energy and his confidence. And when you have a, a head coach, that displays that type of ruthless, quiet personality, but he's also humble about it. He he he's a guy that is going to get his team motivated. And at the same time, you look at your stars on both sides of the ball with Chase Young and Justin Fields. Those guys have exceeded expectation to the point uh, that a lot of people are calling them top five picks in their respective draft. 
you have to really give uh, J.K. Dobbins a lot of credit because he's been so outstanding this year that he's also took a, he's taken a lot of pressure off Justin Fields, which has allowed him just to play his game. Um, Chase Young, though, I mean, he's outstanding. He sets the tone for the defense. He's a relentless guy that really sets the tone. And based off his energy and what he brings to the table, everybody else on that side of the ball feeds off of it. So you couldn't be happier with the trio of names that you mentioned. Great stuff, as usual, from Jonah Booker. Really appreciate it, Jay Book. And I appreciate everybody out there for tuning into the show. Hope everyone has a great day. Enjoy the game tomorrow, Bucknutters. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Bye.